remember everybody, this is part two of the Lovecraft Country episode. Uh, as you know, the last episode went a little long, so we split it up. So we're just going to get right into it where we left off and enjoy the show. Peace. We kind of touched upon um, a lot of these two things, which is like, what is your favorite episode? Um, and the other question I asked is, what is your favorite moment? I'm kind of just throwing both those out there because I feel like one will lead into the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and if y'all don't mind, I'm going to jump in. Because uh, mm-hmm. when I was thinking of this question, it was like, after I finished episode seven, which was the Hippolyta I Am episode, there was like no ifs, ands, or buts. I was like, oh, this is my favorite episode. Until I saw episode eight, <laughs> which was like the Jigaboo episode. When Man. he was running from them twin demonic sisters. Top which was well. like, if y'all ever saw It Follows, that's It Follows. Like, it was It Follows. It was like the It Follows, but the black Jigaboo episode. Uh, like, Bru- that I love. That's one of my favorite episodes in television. Like that was. It started off with what um Emmett Till. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it started off with Emmett Till and ended up with like her fighting some demonic girls. Like that. Sh- that episode was so good and so compelling. Um. So needless to say, I mean, like, yeah, the fact she spit at a black cop. I mean, she spit at a white cop. She's like, what? 12, 13, that's the boldest thing I've ever seen somebody well, do. Hey, um, dog, but dog, Nels, with all due respect, if, if you got two, like, Raggedy Ann, Mistral Show clown girls chasing you, you ain't scared of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you have yet to say a lie. It is yeah, absolutely yeah. true. At that point, I ain't really scared of white people right now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially then, she's like, she's like, you curse me anyway. What you gonna do? Curse me again? Now it's gonna be three of them chasing me. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I don't care. Man. So yeah, that was my that was my favorite episode. Um, I loved when she like became a G about it. And what was and part of why that was my favorite because like one of my favorite moments in the series was in that episode when she decided she had enough and she was gonna fight back. She got on the bike. And started um, uh, riding, and she like rode past one of the, like the the demon creatures. But w- the audio that was in the back was from a speech from a young sister from Alexandria, Virginia, um, all about like the stories of um, little black girls that like are unheard, and like is a dope speech. I'm here today to acknowledge and represent the African American girls whose stories don't make the front page of every national newspaper. <laughs> stories don't lead on the evening news. I represent the African-American women who are victims of gun violence, who are simply statistics instead of vibrant, beautiful girls that pull up potential. Probably the best speech out of that entire, like, convention, and they put it in the show. And so, like, it was like a, a call to action and a rise to power. Um, and she- and she did it in the show. It was like fire. So like I really, really dug it, man. It was such a dope episode. But yeah, that was mine. Yo, yo, hey, no, it's real quick. I want to um get on on what you said. Um, th- that's one calling of the show. Like every episode, kind of. I think it's every episode. 
has like these kind of like um speeches or monologues from like um uh famous black speeches that can tie in well, not even speech because i think i forgot what episode but they did uh whitey's on the moon i forgot what yeah. episode that was and it, it works so well like i think the when the emmett till funeral was going on they were playing um i think it's cruel summer you know so yeah. there's a lot of that in the show and it, it just it works so well yeah. Even even like with a like with a cover because I uh, I keep thinking of Center Man like Center Man like you know it would play it, it was by Nina Simone but the cover was done by uh, I forget the uh, I forget the singer's name but Center Man played basically at the end of every episode up until maybe episode like seven or eight you know something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know so even even that just seems like a mix of times because I'm like I think. Center Man, in terms of when it was made, fit uh, well, not exactly fit with the story because the story was more so like with like fifties and things. But uh, but I mean, like Center Man would have been closer around that time with with Nina Simone, a little closer. But then you know to have a cover which makes it even more modern because this singer is you know more of a modern singer than Nina Simone. So yeah, like uh, yeah, the music the music was great. Uh, to like you were saying, throwing in the the, well, there were some that I think fit the time, some that was, you know, like you were saying, beyond the time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more into the future. Because there's another one I can't remember. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do it any justice, but it like it put me in the mind of like a Cardi B song or something like that. Like, I don't think it was Cardi B, but it was legit. Like, uh, like you know, like one one of the women were were. It might have been Ruby at that point, but like was walking. No, it was that was Cardi B. It was, it was Cardi- money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How like like how that fit in? I was like, yo, this is dope. So uh, so definitely, I'm looking for the soundtrack. <laughs> like, put all the songs in there. <laughs> the stuff from like the '50s, the the modern day. Put it all in there. <laughs> uh, 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 it wasn't funny, but I I I I had a kind of flashback to Harry Potter when Tick realized he was the one who saved them, and uh, you you know when the. Uh, <laughs> What is it, Prison- Prisoner Azkaban? <laughs> he's like, he's like, what's happening? My dad's gonna come up and save everybody. And then like Tick realized he was the guy. I'm like, this is just like Harry Potter. But um <laughs> Dog, like, and like <laughs> I know you'd appreciate that now. Harry, listen to me. No one's coming. Don't worry, he will. He will come. dog because like tick let them dudes have it you know he gave they didn't want that smoke they got it and but like and the little girl there was a little girl involved too right yeah right. definitely hit her in the stomach with a baseball gentleman because he hit her he looked at her and he was like he could have hit her again he was like i'm gonna leave you alone <laughs> yeah but i uh, hope that i hope you learned your lesson Hey, you no, he he definitely gutted her. And he's like, all right, you better get, you better go home now. <laughs> but um, but dog, like that whole episode, 
where you basically it was almost like a Montrose flashback, you know, and and like you no, know, you're talking about the patriarchy and just Montrose is like the he is a textbook start to finish example of what toxic masculinity could do to an individual and do to a family. Like the fact that when they get there and his dad's beating them and they're watching them and every, and, and then Letty and Tick are kind of like, damn, like what the hell? And like Mantra's like, yeah, yeah, but I deserved it. You know what I'm saying? He can't even like realize like the abuse he was, he was getting. And then when he, both actors, dog, um, um, the moment where Montrose goes back to save the 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 dude who's like his boyfriend, and and Tick has to like stop him, and he's like begging him not to do it, and just that whole back and forth, like that that was like all the acting, like like them them two brothers can grow men cry like no one else can grow men cry. <laughs> what what's what's homeboy like, who played? Got you were. You forgot you were watching the show. Like, how, like, you, I can't imagine, like, they, they were acting. Like, the, it seems so genuine. Like, yeah. it, I feel like we were, like, just, like, hiding behind a building watching, like, folks actually talk and, like, feel the way that they were feeling. So, yeah. I mean, we all know Michael K. Williams can act. But, like, I didn't yeah. know his range was like that. But, like, who is Jonathan Majors? Like this dude, like I'm like, yo, you are an amazing actor, yo. Like, wow. Anyways, and, yes. and I, in I, that I, moment, you can see like Tick realizing he he gets it. He like, and it kind of breaks his heart. He's like, man, this is why you are the way you are, and this is why you treated me the way you did. And it's it's not an excuse, but it's not your fault either. You know, um. Cause dog, even from jump, you know when they when uh, when Hippolyta comes out with her her superpowers, like I'm a motherboard, go through the portal, <laughs> and like Tick and Letty, like all right, let's go, and like it takes Montrose like a good thirty seconds to muster up the courage to <clears throat> to jump through, you know, and um, dog, it's crazy that like, we saw, you know, in Watchmen, they 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 addressed this thing, but you know, I. I just realized also, I think we're coming up to the 100th year anniversary of the massacre. Yeah. yeah. Next year. What, next year, 2021. Yeah. Um, but but it, it just, the world Montrose came from, what he survived, it, it's just, it's such good storytelling. It's such good acting, good storytelling. Like, in that moment, I believe that they were father and son. And I believe that yeah. the history they shared like it made sense. Um, the, the the so that that I'm gonna say that's probably my favorite episode. But there's one moment in the episode, and then Nels, I'm gonna give it to you that I've actively yelled, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> when Ruby's episode where she gives it to oh, him. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. I was like, not the shoot. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've only done that to one other movie. Um, it's the movie um with the blind dude and they break into his house. What's that movie called oh. now? Don't breathe. Have you seen that movie, Shannon? Nah, I I, right. I I know what you're talking about, but nah, I hadn't okay. seen it. Okay. Yeah, well, I won't spoil Don't Breathe for the audience, but there is a, a, a scene with a turkey baser 
<laughs> and I'll leave it at that. And I had the same exact reaction that I did to Ruby C. <laughs> like, like, mm-mm. man, I, I, I was like, oh, I'm surprised I didn't wake up my family. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was wow. Uh, no, and, and and I'll say uh, even as much as I love the, uh, the Hippolyta episode, and I, I think for me it was really more so just her character. So really for me, uh, the same, same episode. So, you know, uh, with the, the, the rewind, uh, and I loved it because of one, like the, the historical significance, like I'm always like, if you, especially the way that they did, if you can tie in like this historical thing that happened into like this great story, uh, you know, that, that does it for me, but no, I, I love that episode for so many of the reasons that we, you know, have already mentioned. Uh, you know, uh, Montrose, it, I mean, when you think about it, he probably has the most pain of anybody because, you know, as we were saying, he was, he could never be himself. He was never safe. Like, like one, as a black person, you know, you weren't safe and like just, just being out because of, you know, racist white people. So you weren't safe there. Um, and then you, you're like, okay, you're safe in your community. You're not safe in your community under your own roof because, uh, you know, because of your sexual orientation. Uh, so then you're pretending to be somebody who you're not. Violence is being inflicted upon you because they want to, quote unquote, you know, make sure you're a man. And then all you do is you end up dishing out that same violence. Mm-hmm. You're hurting. You're hurting the next generation. So I'm just like, man, like that, um, you know, all of that for him, uh, you know, that development for him. And... And like some of the other scenes, like I love just the I think the bravery of their family, like the uh, what I'm not sure would she have been the great great grandma or something like that when yeah, that uh, ticks. Are you talking about where Letty with the woman upstairs at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah. that would have been that was Tick's grandma, right? Yeah, just grandma. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe just or his great grandma. I, I think it would have been it his great grandma. Okay, yeah. great grandma. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like the bravery of her and that family, where uh, you know they're they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna fight back, we're gonna you know this and that, and then just how you know it got to the point she she said when she started putting everything together, she was like, we're not gonna make it out here, are we? Mm-hmm. I know, like mm-hmm. she was like, I can tell, I can tell you're not from here. Like she was like, you know, your shoes gave you away. Yeah, the shoes, them, the them sketchers, <laughs> what are sketchers. Those? You don't have those yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, like that bravery and and then finally really putting everything together and then also being like, you know, this is bigger. This is bigger than me. And like, yeah. this is going to help us, our family live on, but also basically like the, the world and our people live on. So I'm trusting you with this. Yeah. Uh, but but once again, just that scene of really being like, she's like, yeah, we're not going to make it, are we? OK. And still going to fight, though. You know, there's something she says. To Letty, I forgot exactly how it goes, but it's a, it's in a line of like, "My great grandson will be my faith turn flesh." Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, dude. Like I was like, "Dang, man, this show, man." Yeah, this that was show. that that was a line, man. That might be the best line in the show. I, mm-hmm. I, I, another thing that I found out, man, because I went down the rabbit hole of history, dog. The the massacre, and this it says a lot about you know Montrose. The massacre happened on prom night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Could you yeah. imagine that? Could you imagine getting ready for your prom, your senior prom, and then like just a massacre? And 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 one thing that 
you know, I'm gonna take it back to privilege and this happened over a hundred years ago, but like in recent history, it's coming to light because it was kept under wraps. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was kept under wraps. And I, I I dare someone to say otherwise, y'all know for a fact if this was a white community attacked by anyone else, it would be treated like the Alamo. Mm-hmm. It would be learned in history. It'd be, you know, there'd be a memorial site. There'd be all kinds of stuff. But because of who it was done to, it was business as usual in America. Yeah, yeah I, I think I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that I lived in Tulsa for a year. Yeah. And I it it was very weird coming to a place and being like, yo, I expect to like learn a whole, like part of my motivation going there was to learn about the race riot. And it's not talked about. Like an outsider, like me being an outsider, I felt like I knew more about what happened in 1921 than like the general public. And while people don't talk about it, you can feel it. Like it is, it is, culturally still permanent in Tulsa. There are Black folks in Tulsa. There's there's a significant Black population in Tulsa, but they do not leave North Tulsa. Like, if they leave North Tulsa, it is to work, and then they are back home before the sun comes down. Mm. Like, it is just like, and you won't find Black folks not, not in North Tulsa. Like, they just stay there. And it's not like they hang out. Like, they're just at the crib. Like, it is a weird weird feeling it is just like a weird thing in tulsa and like thank goodness it's continuing to get shed to light i remember in the time that i was in tulsa there was like it was primetime news that like a history teacher decided to talk about um the massacre and like i was like why is this news and the reason it was news is because it wasn't part of the standard curriculum in tulsa to mm. talk about the massacre. So mm. this teacher went out her way to do an additional lesson for her students because she was like, and mind you, she's not from Oklahoma. She was like, I can't, she was like, I cannot understand why we're not talking about this significant event that all my students know about, but don't talk about it because yeah. no one else is talking to them about it. So like, I decided that I'm going to talk to them about it. And yeah, it was controversial, believe it or not. So yeah, no, man, it, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing, man, because, you know, people always want to be like, oh, that was so long ago. Oh, why, y'all? It was so long ago. Just pick up your bootstraps. Bro, could you imagine if something like this happened to to New York Wall Street back in the 20s or 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 someone ran up in New York and did a massacre back in the, in the, towards the Industrial Revolution? It would set things back so far. It would set this country back so far. You had 11,000 people um, living on Black Wall Street, and 300 were killed, I think, and then 9,000 never came back. They they left. Like, come on. Like, it don't take a genius to, to like, see what that affects. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, and- like, just think about it like this. Look at Katrina and, like, what it did to New Orleans. Except that was while, you know, the levees did break. So, like, there were some human things in that. Like, that was an act of, of God. Mm-hmm. Tulsa was not an act of God. But, like, it left the same level of, like, massacre and, like, and disdain 
into like a very wealthy, prominent city. Like Tulsa in itself was a city, but like the money and like the 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 all the cultural aspects of the city was Greenwood. Like Greenwood was like the real city, and then like it just so happened to like be in Tulsa. So when we're talking about like New York City, you know, like the boroughs are like where people live, and like you know, Brooklyn's kind of growing up now, but like the business aspect was Manhattan. Well, Greenwood was like Manhattan and Brooklyn in one. And mm. that's what got tarnished. And now all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh, we're just gonna sweep that to the side because it was the black city. Mm-hmm. So but anyway, Shannon, you're gonna talk about that. Nah, nah, no, I was uh thinking of that and yeah, the the horrible fact that it happened, and as we talk about generational things, just how that has, you know, just played such a role for generations to come after. Because, you know, one, yeah, you have, you like, you know there's a tension in that city where it's like people, they know this happened, but one, a lot of knowledge has been hit, hidden from them, so they they don't get to talk about it or or it's not taught, uh, taught about. Uh, and then I just think about uh, literally the economic level, you know, yeah, what that has done to the Black community there because one, many, many, you know, many left. And it's just like, you know, as as hard as things were that time, if it was like, yo, like, okay, I finally, uh, you know, did the thing. I started my own company. I put up the capital to do this thing and to have all of that just wiped away. And you know, there there wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't riot or 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 racist white person insurance back then. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, not like there is now. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, the, you oh, you want the racist right insurance? Well, that's going to cost you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's you know, a so good like, idea. That might need to be a side business. Maybe for another day we can talk about that. Racist yeah. white people insurance. That's <laughs> Shannon. We might need to edit this out of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so nobody can take our idea. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You check bigot. Yeah. <laughs> we see he was more of a racist and stuff. Yeah, so we uh, <laughs> can't cover. We don't cover clan rallies. You check bigot. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so. Yeah, so just to see that, uh, all of that gone in that sense, because, and and you know, like how things go, it's generally like, okay, well, you're, you got moved out, your stuff got destroyed, and someone else comes in, you know, like, especially during that time, like, it would have been some of the racist white people who d- did the destroying are like, well, look at this, uh, some land here, I guess I'll go ahead and start my own, uh, you know, business like I've always been wanting to, and, you know, just like, it's gone. What do y'all think about? I, I think it's an important episode. We didn't. I don't think we didn't talk about it too much. But Tick's episode that shows his his what he what he did in the Korean War. What did y'all think about that episode? Oh, the succubus. Yeah, the nine tail yeah. fox. I was like, oh, got a little Naruto in here. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, and and y'all, that is gonna be probably the amount of Naruto you'll get on the pop called parent. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more Naruto in that. We ain't really died that deep into Naruto, y'all. So that, that might y'all y'all got your Naruto. That was it. <laughs> enjoy. Um, yeah, enjoy. Pong <laughs> Jitsu. Um, nah. Man, that episode was so good. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Like, but did y'all kind of not to discredit? this show in that episode but when when y'all saw that weren't y'all like man i'm definitely seeing some similarities to Watchmen and to lovecraft country like you know the show starts off with like a very famous actor who's only there for like really the first episode or first two episodes 
They have an Asian aspect that correlates to the war. Um, and so like they they spend like an episode or so like revisiting like that part of Asia. Um, Tulsa. Like I was just seeing like several like correlations to like like how thematically like Watchmen had like a certain cadence of things, and I saw that in Lovecraft Country. Well, a couple things. I don't know if it's um so I don't know if it's so I don't know if it's an HBO thing because I think HBO all their shows kind of like fit a like a look and a feel. But you also I don't know if this ad is anything to it, but uh JJ is a producer of this show. And one of the other writers, main writers, I think creators of Lost, he was the head guy on Watchmen. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a reason, but there's a, there's your six degrees of separation for that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think HBO just has like a, a feel and look that they, because you watch like some of HBO's comedies, they all kind of got the same feel. They all kind of, most of them take place in New York City. <laughs> you know, they all got a kind of the same feeling. I think it's just how they, what they're looking for in their their programming. But yeah, that episode was fire, and that was an adorable love story until um, some wool stuff came out of her eyes and started oh. sucking the life sources out of but all I, those men. <laughs> I yeah. think that episode was interesting because, like, dog, Tick Tick committed war crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think I think it it says something that like I think this this show a big thing of this show is like you can do bad stuff in your life that doesn't mean you are a bad person. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. what he did is unforgivable, but like I don't think anyone who watches this show would consider Tick a a, a evil person either. You know. Mm-hmm. So um. Nah, man, just, just, I, I, I want more of this, man. I, I, I didn't realize, I just appreciate this, man. What I'm trying to say is black people, we don't get to do this. We don't get to be in these type of stories. And, and Shan, like you said, like how everyone committed, everyone, everyone in the show committed to the magic, everyone committed to the monsters. Black people don't get to be in stories like that. You know, we don't get to be in the, um, we don't get to have the Harry Potters be about us, or we don't get to have, mm-hmm the you know the 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 flash gordon type stories be about us um you never see it you just never see it and so i think that we're getting it it's it's long overdue but um yeah man i really hope this isn't the end of lovecraft country i really <laughs> i don't know i haven't read the book i um i i i bought the audiobook after uh episode 1 so um, I'm ready to listen to it, but uh, I hope this isn't the end. And then, have y'all read any HP Lovecraft? I'm sure I have indirectly because it's HP Lovecraft. Yeah, I didn't realize the brother was racist, but like, just like all those other really weird writers, eh, kind of <laughs> racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, what's the name? Brother that wrote the not brother, but dude that wrote the uh, Jungle Book. I'm pretty sure he was racist. Um, uh, what is it? Kipling? Yeah. 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 And then um there's someone else who who their their past is questionable. 
Um, I think the dude who wrote uh, uh, Ender's Game. Yeah. Controversy around him, but there's some controversy around him. But um, yeah, I haven't read any Lovecraft. Um, I know of him. I know of like just because of pop culture, Cthulhu is like always mentioning stuff, and then um, the word Lovecraftian comes up in a lot of conversations I hear. I guess his influence on horror and stuff like that is big. But um, yeah, th- this show just has so many dank um, dynamics, man. And like I said, I, I I I hope this isn't the end. If it is. Like it ended on a very cool note. It ended with a with a girl with a robot hand, yeah. <laughs> a steampunk <Yeah>. robot hand. <laughs> it don't get much cooler than that. She was like, yeah. "Yo, they never learn," and proceeded to choke her. Oh. Like you leaving these white people alive. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just did it. Yo, so so that that's something that makes me think too. Like I was, uh, I think as I was watching some of this, I, it made me think. Sometimes those random movies that we've seen or, you know, where they they do time travel and this and that, it's always like like black people aren't a big thing is, you know, and uh, and so just with some of the stuff they did here, I'm like, yo, like I love that because, you know, you have some stuff like, you know, maybe back to the future or whatever. It's like you go to the future and like, yeah, there are some black people, but it seems like things are still like about the same. It's like predominantly white spaces, maybe black person here or there, uh, or they're just not even showing us. But I, yeah, I really love how this is showing like, like things happen in the past and even like in the future, like, you know, going into the future, like black people are a big thing. <laughs> like, you know, like we, like we know magic or, or, or whatever it is, or, or go thousands of years into the future, like Hippolyta and whatever this thing is we're living, like, you know, aliens are, com- or even aliens coming down. It's like, an uh, alien is either like this weird alien thing that looks like nothing, or in some movies it's like it's still like a white person or something. And it's yeah. like you know, and w- which then it makes me think a little like uh, Watchmen as well. You know how of all the things you know he uh, Doctor Manhattan chose to be a black man. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know. So it's just just like deep things of that. Like yo, we we are you know, like special now, special in the future, as opposed to just this sort of side thing that still exists, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was like a pretty deep thing. I, I think you, you, you bring a good point, um, Shannon, like whenever black people are in horror or sci-fi, it always hap- happens in white spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, um, and like, like Will Smith, hero of Independence Day, only brother in the movie, as far as like besides his son, and, <laughs> you know and his wife was a stripper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. like, like, um, we're we're just not these these genres don't happen in a black space. I think the only the the one of the movies it might even it, it definitely predates uh, Get Out, but attempted this was one of my favorite movies of all time, Attack the Block. Yeah, man. Which um, I, to our, our listeners, if you haven't watched it, go watch Attack the Block. But it's it's a it's a sci-fi horror movie that happens in a in a London a London ghetto, and um, it it it. That's an alien, bro. Believe that. Believe, believe. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I can't remember dude's real name, but it's got Fan, right? Fan yeah, is John in it. Yeah, um, yeah, John Boyega. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is that is. Look, we've all seen the Star Wars movies. But if you want to know why I ride or die for John Boyega, 
Because what was his character's name? Moses. 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 Moses with the sword. And there is a song. I forgot. I forgot what the 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 um. It was the uh the sound that they were playing when like Moses. It's like Moses saves the day or Moses yeah. versus the aliens. It's the song. It's the song that. They, oh, that. The, so that's two songs. It's the one. Moses versus the aliens is when he's running to the kitchen, and then Moses like saves the day is the song that they play at the end of the movie when they're getting locked that, up. That joint is fire. Yeah. <laughs> really just know like random sounds of music like uh sounds of a movie but like that uh that sound what is it called score that part yeah. of the score was so good i had to go look it up and find the name of it because i was like man that was intense yeah so anyways sorry attack the block i'm sorry to interrupt you mark please. no 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 dog. You can, dog, if, you, if you're going to talk about attack the block feel free to interrupt but um <laughs> But it, it and and one thing I think is why as black people we gotta start controlling our narrative, cause I'm a victim of this too, man. I I as I get older, I'm like, yo, black people, we had our spaces. Like in the in episode one or two of this show, they show like the Chicago Black Party and the way the media and Hollywood portrays it. You would think like if it wasn't happening to white people, we were just in our houses chilling. And then, you know, and then we came out to, like, either be oppressed or go to work. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the fact that, like, George and Hippolyta's business, you know, shows that, like, Black people were, like, living. We were, even though in all this chaos, we were still going on road trips. We were still planning family vacations. We were still out there. We were still trying to run businesses. And I think movies like like this and, and or shows like this and, um, Watchmen show that like no we we have a history it's it's not our history isn't just oppression and slavery it's it's family lineage and um you know sto story um yeah, yeah. It, it also it also makes me think on a level of uh you know because of course you know we're they're getting into like magic and spells and and some things you know and, and all of that but um it like makes me think of many of say the traditions and 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 even like say uh religious aspects that existed before you know we were brought to america or you know mm -hmm. enslaved and things that were stripped because then you know like before um you, you know and, and 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 i will say you know regardless of people's you know religious beliefs i'm like before christianity like you know, there were other there were other things that people worshipped or, or ways that they that they exercised their religion, spirituality. But then, you know, once you came to America, it became like, you know, if it's if it's not like Western Christianity, like it's the devil. And, you know, you can't, yeah. uh, you know, do that. And and it's just like like I even remember like growing up, there were these these weird I'm, I'm not weird. There are these 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 different things where 
you know, like we're we're Christian, we go to church and this and that. But I remember, oh, so I'll tell this. We about to get deep, pop coat. <laughs> so, so I would truly say this. Like, so I remember, um, uh, like my dad, like he worked on cars and everything. And so I remember he he was doing something under the car. Something went wrong, and his like face got burned. Some like he had like blisters and things. And so it's something like like that was like messed up. And so there was this woman that we went to uh, who lived like just a couple miles away. And there was this thing they would say she could, quote unquote, uh, talk the fire out of you. Uh, and so he, they, they went to her and she did this thing. Like, I remember being a little kid. It's like and it wasn't just like, oh, I'm, I'm praying for you. Like she did some other stuff. And after, I don't know, like a week or so, like his like his face was to an extent like disfigured from that. But then after a couple of weeks, like he his face became normal. Like it, like his face went back. So he had no lasting scars from whatever it was that burned him from the car. And so it was just, just stuff like that. Now saying that, that sounds like that's some old devil devil (laughs) worship and stuff, you know, but, but it's one of those things where, um, for me, I'm thinking like some of those like lost traditions and just different ways of doing things and, and healing, you know, other types of medicine or whatnot. Uh, that existed before, you know, even coming to the U.S. or or being uh, enslaved, you know, brought over to the U.S. and our traditions being cut apart. Uh, so I say that because of just the importance of magic in this, you know, maybe two different things. But in the end, they were like, you know, the magic is ours. Like it's yeah. so so we're so we're retaining what belongs to us as opposed to it being stripped away. Well, uh, not to know. interrupt you, Shannon, but it was yeah. never theirs. They stole it in the first place and were using okay. it. White folks were using it. Yeah. Um, and so they just cut them off from what something that was like never theirs, which I thought yeah. was dope. Yes. It, yeah. Shannon, it's interesting. Like what you just brought up could be a whole podcast in itself. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a moment where Letty is like, yo, to get rid of this, this is the devil's tool, right? Mm-hmm. And and Tick mm-hmm. is like, no, this is just a tool. And it's how you use it. We're going to use it to protect ours. And it's so funny that, like, that that was Letty's attitude. And then at the end, she's speaking all kinds of... Yeah, you know, yeah. she's dude. going hard. <laughs> <laughs> she knew better than anyone there. Bro, she sounded like... <laughs> but she was praying at the same time. She was like, oh, do oh, Jesus. <laughs> No, she's like, I, ain't <laughs> I can imagine that is how black folks would do if magic was real. <laughs> you know, say some I love my people. I love my people so much, but dog, you know we would be so extra if magic was real. <laughs> we would be so extra, dog. It, it <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Yo, the HBCU Hogwarts. Oh, would be like the worst but best thing ever <laughs> at the same time. Oh my goodness. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's interesting, interesting, Shannon, because like, especially in the black community, though, it's like if it's not Christianity, you you're dealing with the devil's tools. Mm. And Christianity like has this kind of gloss over it like this white savior gloss but it's like dog a lot of like a lot of the bible happens in africa and i think even like i think one of the oldest churches 
Like Christianity was in Africa before before the missionaries came. Oh. I, I saw something somewhere like one of the oldest churches on on earth is in Ethiopia, one of the oldest Christian churches. Mm-hmm. So it's been there, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it's been part of um, our culture. And but like it like I said, whoever controls the narrative, it was put given this glaze that it was a savior religion and mm-hmm. and. I, I'm not gonna act like I know from there what happened. I, I think I have an understanding, but what happened with like us as black people is like if if it's not in this book, it's the devil's tool, you know. And it's well, it's like can I can I just yeah. quickly add what's that? Um, like <laughs> I I very much so think a lot of this is like Americanized and like a lot of it is like what white folks have told black folks, specifically black Americans mm-hmm. on how they should like react to like Christianity and what is not deemed Christian. Cause mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff that is like within the spiritual aspects is very common talk in like West Africa and other aspects of like the world. It's, it is, not deemed as anything outside of Christianity because it's just like the way the world is. And so like people will actively talk about like, Shannon, what you just described, there's probably like two or three people that like my family would know that would do that in Ghana. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like a thing and it's not deemed like weird or different. They see it as part of like the spectrum of religion. Like it is part of Christianity. That person isn't any less of a Christian because they do that. It's just a different aspect of the religion that isn't really discussed. But then when you come here, it's like a no-no because mm-hmm. like, not because black folks think it's a no-no because white folks have told black folks that like, that is not a, that is like not a part of the Christianity. So that's why like people like try to like dive into uh, voodoo and all other aspects that like have t- um, lineage to the diaspora. I don't really know about any of that. I kind of stay away. <laughs> but, no. but I definitely understand that, like, we're trying to reclaim what is ours. And I think that is a beautiful thing to try to, like, understand more about, you know, uh, religion and faith and what we practice before white people t- said what we can and should practice and how we can. Because, like, yes, uh, if you are Christian, like, Christianity came to the continent well before white people told them to like bring it to the continent. Um, and Jesus was black, but I'll, I'll keep mm-hmm. it there. <laughs> no, it, and that was just to, to um, really piggyback off that. Um, Either refer them to your cousin's podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Saved and Woke or uh, Audience of One. <laughs> yeah. Bruh, when but no, I like how embedded, Nels, what you said, how embedded that is in us. That the episode where they were having a party at Letty's house and them kids were in the basement playing with the Ouija board. I was like, y'all better cut that out. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> How did they not right get, now. get in trouble? Bruh, I was like, what y'all doing down here with that 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 tool? Like, and I, dog, to this day, I w- I would never, I won't even sit in a room if someone's messing with a Ouija board. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's why my name at the beginning was like, y'all better leave that magic alone. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't miss <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to Pop Call Parent. We try to have a new episode um, around every month or so. Find us on all social media at Pop Call Parent, P-O-P-C-U-L-T-P-A-R-E-N-T. Email us at popcallparent at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to rate us, review, and subscribe. And of course, as always, join the cult. Peace. Get out.